0: Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their Elders, past, present and emerging. Hi and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm Marie Stella, your host from Melbourne, Australia. Let's start the show. Welcome back to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast. Today, we're diving into social investment. If you have no idea what that is, you're in good company because neither do I. But thankfully, we have Professor Nafis Alam, head of the School of Business at Monash University, Malaysia, here with us today to enlighten us on what social investment is, why it's important and how it contributes to our personal development. Hi, Nafis. Lovely having you on the show. How are you going today?
1: Thanks, Maria. Thanks for having me. It's a great day to have a chat with you.
0: Yeah. Uh tell us a bit about your background and how you got into this.
1: So basically I'm a trained economics and a finance professor. Uh I my first degree is in economics uh, and I ended up doing uh MBA in finance and my PhD in banking and finance. Uh uh as a as an educator, I teach mostly corporate finance, but uh, And in the past, I also used to do on Islamic finance, which has a bit of a connection with the social responsible investment as well. And that's how it gets connected. But my other area of research is on regulation, on the financial services regulation. And I looked about what are the regulation which is good for the financial stability as well as to protect consumers and the FI financial institutions. In the last five to six years, I have stepped into the area of financial technology, FinTech for short. And in that FinTech area also, I'm looking on the regulatory side of the FinTech. Again, to look at how to protect the platforms, at the same time, protect the customers who will be dealing with these platforms. Yeah,
0: I'm going to be really honest with you. I did do a few Google searches on what social investment is. And I don't want to sound like a dunce here, but... <laughs> like, I understand what it is from like a business or, or commercial standpoint. I just can't quite comprehend how it um, relates to personal development. So I'm really keen to hear what you have to say about that. But before we get started, we'd like to get to know you better. Uh, this is the Have You Met Professor Nafis Alam. Uh, so if you could tell us what your favorite book is.
1: That would be I, amazing I, I, I like more on the suspense side So I I read most of the suspense fiction There's no particular author Anything which intrigued me In that sense I will be reading And I'm more into the crime-solving fictions.
0: Yeah, I do love crime-solving fiction as well uh, Big fan of Nancy Drew <laughs> uh, The... What's Fantastic Five? Mystery?
1: I can't remember Anyway Yeah, Fantastic Four um, yeah.
0: uh, No, Midnight Five Was it Midnight or Midnight Mysteries. Midnight Mysteries were was then yeah.
1: Those when we were going up, yep. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I think, was it like a Southeast Asian thing or is it global? I don't Cause...
1: know, but it was very popular in this part of the world as well. Uh, uh, I think I even read a lot of Sherlock Holmes in that sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, I'm totally with you there. Uh, do you have a favorite film?
1: Yes, it will be uh, Godfather 3. I have watched Godfather 3 in one go, again given that (laughs) it's a crime related movie. Mm -hmm.
0: So basically what I'm hearing is like anything crime and suspense. So podcast, can I I guess, it's something crime related?
1: What (laughs) we're talking about is completely opposite today. Uh, If we talk about social and uh, talk about crime, it doesn't go along together. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah um, so your favorite podcast may i may I have a guess? Would it be something crime related?
1: I will say yes, but also on the financials and economics, if I go with <laughs> that, I listen to a lot of what's happening across the world, so i I go on to the BBC podcast or maybe on the Blueworks and yes, anything which is the which is geopolitics affecting the whole financial ecosystem.
0: Mm-hmm. The BBC does have some great podcasts. Uh, do you have a famous role model? Is there someone famous that you look up to?
1: Warren Buffet, if you've ever heard of his name, one of the uh, best uh, investor in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, Not only because he he is one of the most profitable investors in the world, but uh, we share one common thing. I'm a big fan of Coke, uh, Coca-Cola and uh, Warren Buffet even though he owns some shares in, in, in Coca-Cola, he also is an avid uh, drinker of Coke. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you just take after him for the like avid drinker of Coke. That's fact. the biggest I motivation,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> um, what is the last course you've completed?
1: You were talking about my teaching or talking about what I completed as a, as a learner?
0: Um, It could be either, whichever one you prefer talking about.
1: I I completed a course on uh, regulatory system uh, which was conducted recently by Cambridge Centre for Creative Finance, which I'm also part of it. So I got to hear from other regulators across the world. In terms of teaching, my last module which I taught was on financial technology for a master's course.
0: That sounds really interesting. Uh, now we're going into the interview sections. The first thing we want to ask is how would you define personal development?
1: It, it's, a, it's a very individual uh, uh, goal, I will say. Uh, everybody will fall into different categories and this personal development will depend on the on their personal situation, where which type of work they are involved in, what are their family background, what are the family situation is the person being single or married with child? Uh, so the career aspirations will vary and it will have implications on the personal development as well. But as an individual, I will say that everyone is learning at least one new thing on a daily basis and they can adapt that new thing into their own development. It's all about uh, learning and growing themselves. And I will call that as a personal development. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think are some challenges that people face when they're pursuing personal development?
1: I th- I think uh, as a leader, I, I I lead a very big team. I have a team of 100 uh, people under me who, which comes from both academic and the professional side. I always tell people that every individual is unique and they have their own personal development plan. You should never be comparing yourself with other individuals. Everybody is in different shoes. So the challenge is that it it has to be self-motivation, it has to be self-development rather than having any peer pressure or comparison with your colleagues or with your peers in, in, in the role you are doing.
0: Yeah, I agree with you because it's right in the name, isn't it? Personal development. It's your own development. So it shouldn't be comparing to someone else because that's totally just not relevant at all. Um, So how would you define social investment?
1: See, the word social is a very big word, you know. It, it, It encompasses everything what we do as an individual, as a human being. Uh, So when we talk about uh, social in context of personal development, we're not only looking at ourselves. Social means it can be your immediate uh, co-workers. Social means it can be immediate family. Social means it can be immediate community which you are involved in. So whatever an individual perceive or individual pursue in their own work, it should have some sort of uh, social implication as well. You are not completely disconnected even if you want to be disconnected you can't able to do that every action will have some repercussions uh, to the people who you are attached with so when I talk about social I think it's important to maintain that relationship socially you need to be connected uh, in your workplace in your community in your family in your extended network of your friends and family because end of the day they people within that circle will be Will be, will be a support mechanism, you know. Uh, Individuals do go through ups and downs in their life, in their career, in their own uh, activities. And you need someone to talk to, you need someone to really encourage you, motivate you on a daily basis, which will help you to grow. So, social is not uh, only talking about uh, the social network, uh, and I'm not talking about the virtual social network, I'm talking about the real physical it's a completely different uh, concept of having a social media network, which is very virtual, which you do not interact. And even if you're interacting, you don't know whether you're interacting with a real human or a bot on the other side. But the real physical social network is very important. And that gives you the motivation to move on, how you can be a better human being, which can contribute to, further to the community as society.
0: Mm-hmm. And then what does it
1: mean to actually invest? uh in this context if we talk about social investment as a concept it's again a very bigger aspect see we have to divide that into two two components social and investment Uh, let me take first the investment because that is more easy to explain and then we come back to social investment why somebody does invest the investment can be in your time it can be in education it can be in your money which having some sort of return. Why somebody invests? Because you want to get a return out of it. So if I want to invest uh, some, some in some stocks, for example, my main goal is to get uh, some profit out of it. If I want to invest some time into uh, learning a new concept or a new tool, the return will be to be an expert or to be aware of the concept or the knowledge which I'm going to use into my work or into my daily life. If I invest uh, a, a time into Uh, playing a game for example it is more for my fun because it it is giving me some sort of return in terms of happiness or I'm enjoying the moment of life now coming back to the social uh, most of the time when we do investment it may be driven for individual or maybe for your own family or for your own uh, uh, closer ones but when we combine this with social we are not only looking at our own uh, return but we are also looking for the community return now social investment can take a shorter view or can take a bigger view in a shorter view we can say that what is the purpose of my investment Uh, is this only going to give a certain sort of financial return to me but at the same time maintaining the social values when i say social values i also need to see that when i'm putting a money into a stock of a company or in a mutual fund what this mutual fund or this stock this company is involved in the activity it is going to be socially benefiting work or it is going to be socially damaging work because end of the day the company or the fund or the group of company which i'm investing in is using the investor money to expand their activity which can bring both benefit as well as damages to the society right so In direct way, all the investors are also responsible for what is happening around this community or the society. So it becomes very important for us as an individual to understand that our money or our investment or our contribution is not being misutilized or is not being put into the work, which is not uh, good for me as an individual, as well as not making any harm to the community. Mm -hmm. So in in that sense, we need to understand the sphere of our investment. I'm just giving you an overview of it. We can deep dive delve into it. Uh, I hope it is clear to you to understand that part, Maria.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, We can definitely deep dive into it later. For now, do you have any easy to understand examples of what social investment looks like?
1: i give you a very simple example. i told you earlier that i was also uh, one of the expert in islamic finance and one of the concept of islamic finance is to into deal into uh, something which is religiously approved by the religion of islam Uh, everything is approved except for certain industries and one of the industries called gambling for example now gambling why it is not uh, uh, religiously approved in the religion of islam is because of not that you, you win or lose in that but because of the addiction you get into that now whenever you're involved in the gambling what happens is that there's always one winner and one loser because money the money which you're gambling is either going to the winner or somebody will be losing that the people on the losing side is the one who is going through a lot of distress because they have lost the money that can eventually lead to some sort of anger if you are losing a huge amount of loss for example you will be ending up maybe committing suicide. There are a lot of people who have ended their lives because they have a lot of burden among themselves. Now, if I have to put up a money which drives a chain of casinos across Australia, for example, or across Malaysia or Southeast Asia, what I'm trying to do here is that I'm promoting that type of establishment, which is further going to expand their businesses and attract more and more people to come over and gamble in the casino place so if i have to be a social responsible investor i will not be putting my money to those type of activity which can be which is not socially attractive or not bringing any value or benefit um, so it is easy to identify those investments which are not causing harm which can be considered as a social. So you do not only think about your own return, but you also think about the benefit of where your investment or your contribution is going to.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, So what kind of impact does investment management, especially social investment, have on one's personal development?
1: So if for example I am a socially responsible investor, end of the day I need to feel good about it. Why? Because uh, if I'm putting our money to a a better cause or a good cause, end of the day I might be getting some return out of it but at the same time I'm feeling good that my contribution is not doing any harm and if, if I'm an ethical person, if I'm a trustful person, these are the qualities which you need to have that you do not want to do any harm to anyone people can trust you and people can have faith in you so end of the day the 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 behavior which drives my social investment or social responsible investment i will say it also helping me to grow as a good individual as a good citizen because i am not causing there are multiple, there are millions of people, billions of activities across the world which will be causing damage to the community and society. We all know about it, the companies involved with in that. And the policymakers keeps on talking about that. But if I am not part of that network where I'm not putting my money or I'm not supporting or I'm not promoting, any sort of those activity at end of the day i feel good that i'm not responsible for the damage being done to the society or to the community and i feel good about it at the same time if i'm a good responsible citizen having a good connection with the social investment i may be also educating other people as a leader i'm also trying to say that this is a wrong investment for example or this is not the right place so for example Uh, i did mention to you earlier that i'm a fintech expert right so one of the area of fintech is also cryptocurrency Uh, if you heard about bitcoin for example and bitcoin or any other cryptos are very speculative in nature what happens that people uh, even young kids are becoming millionaires or billionaires overnight if they can invest and the price of these cryptos shoot overnight by the same time you can lose a lot of money in this crypto investment there are a lot of they are out of fraud, they have a lot of money laundering attached with the crypto industry which we are all aware of. So when when I talk about educating people on fintech, what are the emerging areas of fintech, I also tell them that cryptocurrency or the concept of cryptography or the blockchain application is a good concept. But investing into crypto is not advisable. Why? because it is not a a very well market-driven type of investment. It is more a speculative investment which can help you in a short run, but not in the long run. We also do not know where the investment of these crypto, or the people who are making returns out of this crypto, where the money is going towards. So since it is not directly attached to the activity being done in the community, We are not, so as a good citizen, I'm also trying to educate others to tell them the good and the bad side of doing, not social investment. Everything is is the social except for those industries or those sectors or those activity which are causing damage to the community will fall into that category.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So do you think that social investment is necessary for personal
1: growth definitely you know uh, see you can you can uh, lie to anyone you can deceive anyone but you cannot lie to your oneself you cannot uh, deceive yourself what you are doing end of the day when you want to go out sleep uh, you should feel good about it that I have done something good I have not caused damage uh, to anyone whether whether knowingly or unknowingly and when it comes to investment it never will be unknowingly you will be very careful where you want to invest your money, right? So if I know with, where my money is going and the, the world is very deeply interconnected it's very difficult to say that everything what I'm doing is all be doing to the good you know it's socially good, it's very difficult to to distinguish that definitely there will be some connectivity where the money will be flowing or activity which you are doing will will lead to something which may be harmful what you can do is to reduce that level of connectivity from your own self how much you can detach with the non socially uh, you know uh, or damaging to the social activities so end of the day i need to feel good about it what i'm doing as an individual you can be a you can be a father you can be a leader, you can be an educator, and you educate, mentor, guide, and uh, uh, um, you know develop uh, uh, good skill in your child or your, your, your compatriot, you know. So, if I am doing these things good and I am in, instilling these good ideas or good uh, uh, initiative in, in, in all those people which I just mentioned who are socially connected to me, I will feel good about it. So it's also not only to me, but also to the to the network, which I belong to and instilling that. I think this will be a good personal development. And you are not only for personal development, you are also helping others to develop in that area. And you are educating.
0: A hundred percent. So um, if listeners, if people want to get started, on social investment what are some simple beginner things that they can do what are the first few steps
1: you need to understand what is the objective of this investment remember in the beginning i did talk to you about the narrow and a shorter version right in in mm-hmm. in a, a uh, sort narrow and a broad manner in a narrow manner what you're talking about things which we can see for ourselves what we are going to do and if we are able to connect ourselves with the activity. In a broader sense, we're talking about the bigger sphere of the social responsible investment, the ESG investment uh, or responsible finance in that sense, what the banks or what the investors or the mutual funds are doing. In the, in the narrow sense, when an individual is involved, what we can do is to look into what is the benefit of this project where I'm investing my money, right? Uh, so I need to question first thing. What is the ultimate objective? If the investment is purely for profit motive, or it is both for profit at the same time plus bringing good to the community? The second thing I need to see that what is the uh, long-term viability of this? Is it a one-off project, or it is going to be a a, a snowball effect, which can lead to a bigger project, uh, to a bigger community, maybe to a to a, 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 no moving away from your own com- uh, community to a to a state level to a national level or a global level so what is the ultimate objective is it going to be expanded in the scope the third thing i need to know that what is what it is going to bring the impact is it going to change a life of a group of community people or it is going to be a bigger for example if you develop a a, a system or a project which is going to be benefiting a bigger community that means the impact is going to be a larger one The final thing which I will uh, I will look into that uh, who are the promoter of these uh, in these projects who are Who are inviting us as an individual as an investor to join them. We need to understand very well uh, The background of the promoter of these activities It can be yourself or you can be working with the group of people who will be doing this because end of the day We do not want uh, Uh, the beneficiary to question that you are associating yourself with with the person who have a dubious distinction who may be one side promoting social cause but at the same time uh, being involved in activities which is detrimental to community. For example, uh, you are investing into a diamond company which has a social wing of supporting some, some refugee community but at the same time, they are exploiting the laborers who are working in the mining of time. A very simple example. A lot of companies these days purposely go into the social responsible activities in order to cover up or maybe in order to hide some of their big wrongdoing, just to feel good about it. But as an individual, you have all the right to join the good or the bad people. And that's where the narrow and the broad way of your investment comes through. If it is narrow, you can do every checking of what what this project will be, who are the promoters, and what will be the end result of it. In a broader way, it might be very difficult to do that, uh, but you can still aden- identify what will be the outcome or where these companies are operating and what type type of work they will do and so on.
0: Mm -hmm. And are there any challenges when it comes to social investment?
1: Definitely, you cannot see. uh, End of the day, the main goal of investment is to make return, right? Mm -hmm. All of us, uh, whether small or big, whenever we do investment, we always look for how much profit we can make. It's 10%, 20%, $100, $1 million and so on. So you, you have to balance it out. The moment you venture into the domain of social investment, social responsible investment in that sense, you cannot be only thinking about the profit. Even if you think about the profit or the return on those investment, it is going to be marginally low compared to what it is more profit-driven investment because you are looking at the projects or you're looking at the activity, which is not going to give you a big return. But the return is not maybe financially, but return may be more socially or you feel good about it that it led to some type of project. Now, a lot of, uh, especially I'm talking about the uh, micro-credits, I'm talking about the SMEs, I'm talking about the community project, which is part of the social investment. Uh, some of them will not give you a simple return. You maybe become as uh, the promoter of these project. You are investing into because you just want to help the community. You have money, but the, you don't have an idea, but somebody has an idea and they do not have money. You are helping them to achieve the objective of whatever they wish to do that so you are investing only for the help or, or or you know providing some sort of support financial support for them without expecting any sort of return but what return you are getting those maybe the smiling faces who will be the beneficiary of these projects uh, 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 you know uh, monash is very heavily involved with the refugee community education in in in, in when malaysia for example we have a lot of uh, Refugee coming from Myanmar, from Thailand, those are displaced people who might seek shelter. So, we do educate uh, these kids or involve into the project where we can support uh, educating these kids. Um, what is the investment we do? We can invest our time. Sometimes we go and educate these kids, sometimes we provide computers, which has been which has been uh, you know shelf life of five years after that all the computers or laptops have been replaced with the new ones. we donate this to the to the community to the refugee community so what we are giving is the asset which is no more longer useful for us so it's not only the money we are giving time we are giving uh, support and every day we are we are helping somebody you know the education imparting education is the best thing which you can give to the community because if you educate one you can educate many it, it's, it's like a snowball uh, uh, effect domino effect in that sense. so looking at those beneficiary of your investment whether it's money time asset those are the returns which you will get and it is mu- much more valuable than your financial return
0: yeah I definitely agree with you there and it is very comforting to know that even if you don't have the financial means, you there's still some way you can give back to the community and that's still social investment um, which I think actually answers one of the questions from the audience, but I'll get you that later. Uh, for now, we're gonna do a little practice slash habit. Experiment debrief, and essentially we're going to ask you some questions about the everyday application of social investment. So, um, what is the practice that you do, or would like to recommend to people who want to start social investment?
1: I, what I do is uh, look around uh, my my uh, neighborhood or among my close contact to see a uh, close network to see what is the what is the need. So um, um, as I mentioned earlier that I do educate kids for people who are, do not have access to education or they need people to spend time. At the same time, I do support a lot of uh, lot of kids back home. I come originally from India and there, there are a lot of people who have no access to education or do not have financial need to go to school. So I fund few, few kids who are being... Going to a good school to get education and i have pledged them to see them through until they finish their higher studies as well so as an individual my main focus is to help people who are in need of education as i mentioned being an educator i always feel more connected towards imparting education to to that so that's the one thing which i do at the same time i also try to help into the community services uh, uh, beyond education for example uh, go and spend some time in cleaning up the area for example or uh, ha- or maybe spending time with the people who want to learn few things about it uh, or helping them uh, uh, build a pavement for example so those type of activities which are socially rewarding uh, it is uh, it, these are things which I will I, in, I involve in
0: Mm-hmm. You did mention like lots of things basically that um, require your time. And I'm just wondering, this is amazing to me because you have so much going on. Uh, how do you find the time?
1: Uh, definitely, it, it, everybody has the same 24 hours. Uh, I'm an early starter. I start work very early for seven o'clock and I am a bit of insomniac, so I sleep less. So most of my uh, office work or my uh, academic work uh, happens early in the morning or late in the night as well uh, uh, weekends are the time which uh, friday evenings and the weekends are the time which i will which i will devote not every week on a regular basis but i will pledge myself much in advance so i block off my at least one of the weekend a couple of weekends in the month for example to spend some time working on this at the same time sometimes you might not go there physically but if you are providing support uh, there are a lot of ngos around who will be seeking funding uh, if you do not have time to be on the ground that funding part will be also okay so sometimes i go into the soup kitchen area try to try to be involved in the, on one of the weekend uh, evenings uh, uh, helping to serve the poor who are in needy uh, that is the Really rewarding, you know, when you see the smile on the faces of the beneficiary when they are getting it. Um, I think that's very, very rewarding and you can automatically find more time for it. Mm-hmm.
0: I do agree with you. I did spend, I back when in Singapore, I would spend uh, Christmases sometimes just going to um, this, some cathedral or a church that did um these things where they open up the church and um, give out food to the homeless or the needy, and I'd help out once in a while. Um, Not that often, to be honest, if I'm going to be very, very, very honest, not very often, (laughs) but it was always very rewarding and um, just made me feel happy to make someone else happy. Um, But how do you think this practice would impact people's lives or... People's perception on life.
1: Uh, I just want to um, continue from where I was talking earlier. I, I did not mention one more thing. For example, like I I usually don't throw lavish party for my kid's birthday. But what I do as a good human being, I bring my kids to orphanage where the where we celebrate the birthday together with the orphanage kids and we will we will give them the gift to the orphanage there are two aspects of it one is to spend time with these uh, uh, underprivileged kids and second time to instill some good quality in my own kid i tell them that you can have all those lavish celebration with your friends but go and see that how difficult it is when you are in orphanage or when you are at the refugee shelters where you do not have access and we hand out a lot of stationery you know like uh, Books, uh, copies, pen, pencils, and all those stationery, and the smile you can see with a new new set of uh, uh, pen or pencils or or notebook is is so so good to see that uh, that you know no no money can buy those uh, happiness on on, on that side. So that is one part of it. I for I sorry I forgot what was the second question just now, which what you asked me.
0: Oh, no, it was just uh, like, how do you think these practice uh, would impact someone's personal life or perception on life? So personally, how has it affected your perception on life, essentially?
1: So so if, if you if you come from a, a humble background, see, um, what I have learned in the life, I come from a very humble background. I'm a self-made person. I, I did not have all the luxuries in my life. But I was hard working and came all the way to finish my PhD, and I'm now uh, heading uh, one of the top university in the world as the, the head of the school. Uh, I always believe that education can make a lot of difference. You can be very poor, but if you are hardworking and if you have a if you have a good education, you can you can move that and move your life, and you can climb. And I think a lot of uh, lot of. Uh, um, uh, uh, CEOs out there, especially coming from I from India, I've seen they are also coming from very humble background. You know, so um, one thing is that you feel good that because of the education or putting up of hard work, you are able to achieve something in your life. Now, if you instill those qualities or those uh, uh, those uh, good things what you have done in your own life to the others, you know it can make a difference. That's why when we visit some of these places where kids are not, you know, they might be involved in some sort of uh, uh, crime or drugs and they are not paying attention to education and they blame on the society or the government or their upbringing or the family structure for all their devices. These are all, we can find hundreds of excuses not to do a good thing or not to perform in a life. But you can find one good reason to change your life. And that is what when we, when when I or when the group of people we work with, they go to this community and to see that, tell them that whatever happens, do not uh, leave education. You put up a hard work. Education is the only means to bring you out of disparity or the or or the poverty. You cannot blame that you were not given the opportunity. Education is everywhere. For example, with the advent of internet and uh, so much of uh, freely available data or cheap available data, we also provide uh, some of those uh, NDOs can also use make use of money to providing internet services. Education knowledge is everywhere. Go and learn. Try to learn and come out as a, as a good learner, as a, as a resourceful person which you are going to bring to the world. So I think that's very important to understand that uh, why education is important how it's gonna help and if you are well educated you can educate others who can go and educate others and goes on in that cycle Mm
0: -hmm. so based on your experience do you have any other recommendations of this kind of practice to be combined or improved
1: I, i i think everybody has an opportunity to make a difference it's all about to finding the right opportunity and investing into your time, effort and money. So I will say people to come out of the comfort zone, uh, wherever you are working, studying or doing any work, you might not see the challenges, uh, but there are, I think even in developed part of the world, every country you will find and find a place where there are people who are underprivileged there are people who are in the need, whether it is financially, whether it is uh, emotionally, whether with any type. And I think everybody has an opportunity to do something different. You can always complain that you do not have enough money to give it to poor. You do not have... You can. You don't have to give the money all the time. You can just impart education, as I mentioned. You can just go and help out a community time is all yours you can spend watching a a, a movie or a game or playing games on a uh, game on, on on a mobile or a computer but you can take some time out identify and pledge yourself to go out in the community and and help uh, those things you will never know that how those things are going to benefit you in the law in the long run so you, know, you feel good about it so do not say that I do not have an opportunity. Uh, it is all about, and I think with the internet, the, the NGOs have spread their wings across the community. There will be always a call of people to be volunteering for this type of work. Uh, and you, if you are, if you are browsing, if you just even put into your social media, uh, your Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, NGOs working in this type that area you will always be able to find an opportunity. So it is all about committing yourself, start small, look for a small work, maybe on a monthly basis and try to increase the frequency and maybe you will get into that and also educate others to join you as well who might not be doing this.
0: That's some really, really good advice that I think I might even take in for myself. Uh, Now, we're going into the questions from the audience. Uh, We just have three questions today, but I think one of them was already answered in the previous section. Um, The first question is, what is the role of community support and engagement in fostering personal development through social investment?
1: See, uh, end of the day, when we talk about social, we are talking about the community itself because social cannot be just for your individual. I think I I briefly talked about this as well, that when you work for a community, when you work, uh, when you put your time, effort and money into socially driven causes, you feel good about it. Personal development is is how do you again we go back to the initial discussion about what is personal development It's your self development where you improve yourself even one percent on a daily basis whether it is from your work perspective from your own well-being perspective from your health perspective and so on so from your well-being perspective if you want to feel happy about it you need to make other people happy right you simply cannot Keep on smiling if nobody else is smiling with you, or you are not part of that bigger community. So, interacting, spending time, helping others, uh, doing something good for the community will automatically bring good to yourself. Uh, I, you know, this is this is the energy which you will get when you are doing social socially uh, good causes work. You know it is a type of the feeling which you get after doing something good you feel good about it you know you might have a b- bad day in the office uh, but if you end up going and helping somebody in a soup kitchen in a, in, a, in the evening when you come back home you will say that you were part of a work which brought food to feed some hunger you know some hungry people out there you will tend to forget what happened during your office hours and you will feel more good about good about it so the positive energy which comes through doing something socially good is much much more rewarding than getting a bonuses or getting a promotion and so on
0: mhm 100% uh and how can individuals actively engage in and benefit from social investment opportunities in their communities
1: i think this is also related to the first uh, first uh, question which you just asked maria i i, I will say that uh, one activity or one good cause is not the end of it. Sometimes you need to when when you get involved into this type of socially uh, uh, related activity, you also meet other people who are on the same spectrum as you. You know you are not doing work alone, right? So you are working with a group of volunteers, uh, a group of community service people who are doing good. So when you interact with them, you get to know more opportunities. For example, you may be this is your first or this is the only one which you know about it. But you get to know that they are doing a bigger project, for example, or there are opportunities to do other projects as well. So then you get to get involved. It also may help you also... uh, in your professionally as well for example you might you might be working on a project uh, which is which is for the community which you get interacted with other people who might be looking for people like you for example in job space as well because you always introduce as yourself what type of work you are doing nature of work and you also bringing a social element saying that you are a person who is a team player who is looking who is Helping others. These are the qualities which I will look into my team. You know, uh, when you have this quality of helping others, uh, uh, it is it is going to be a very good for your uh, for your colleagues because they, you will always uh, bank on someone to help you or work together on that. People tend to work in isolation, especially with the COVID. When people started working remotely, a lot of people have fallen into the trap of working only for themselves because nothing to blame them but the the way the society has developed in the last couple of years because of the COVID everybody was looking after themselves there are very few people who went out and tried to help uh, each other so when you are involved in this type of activity I can see those are the qualities which I would need into my team who have uh, who have uh, that soft side of them which can be a team player which can be ethical, which can be trustful and which can bring value to the organisation.
0: That makes so much sense. So now we'll move on to the open mic. This is your chance to talk about anything that you are passionate about. Uh, it doesn't have to be related to the topic, but it can be if you want it to be.
1: Thank you, Vare. I, um, I want to talk about the uh, um, place where we work. So i am uh, representing uh, monash uh, university at malaysian campus and for those who doesn't know monash malaysia is the third largest campus after clayton and hospital and only last week we celebrated our 25th year of establishment uh, in fact monash malaysia uh, campus is now uh, maybe one of the world's most successful branch campuses in that sense because given the given the length and breadth, we have graduated twenty five thousand students in our last graduation in November. And uh, uh, talking about uh, this campus, which somehow related uh, to to the to the topic which we're discussing in the, in the school of business, uh, which I had, uh, we have three research clusters: one talking about sustainable business, one talking about digital transformation, and one of the area is the thriving community. And thriving community is all about uh, how do we what type of research which we are doing, which is helping the community to thrive or to prosper, uh, it can be it can be on in the work related to the women empowerment, for example, it can be work related to the uh, SME uh, upliftment, it can be work related to those people who are uh, having uh, exclusion from the financial services, for example. Uh, so these are the research which we do. So it, it fits very well with what we were discussing earlier about the social investment. So not only as an individual, but also as an organization. In fact, Monash University as a whole has the Impact 2030 agenda, which want to make impact in the three areas, is the geopolitics, climate security, climate change, and also thriving community part of the Monash Impact 2030 agenda. So as an organization, you can also see that we are not only looking just for educating kids out there or doing where uh, industry driven projects uh, or just doing academic research we are also doing work which are directly related to what's happening around us whether related to the climate whether related to the uh, geopolitical security at the same time how do we help the community to grow Uh, so uh, as an educator we are passionate not only about uh, doing the basic thing as an educator or a researcher but also help to contribute and give it back to the community and the society And that's how our relationship with a lot of NGOs, not only in Melbourne, but also in this part of the world, Malaysia, which I can really boast about it, that we work very closely. Our work with the refugee community has been even highlighted by the PRIME. PRIME is the uh, the UN body for principle for responsible management education. And we are signatory to it. In fact, uh, Uh, currently this year we are prime champions one of the prime champions monash malaysia school of business is prime champion one of the 48 universities or the business school across the globe so we are championing the prime activities we are educating our students with the responsible management so when they when they um, graduate and when they go back they will also give it back to the community and this is completely in line with what we talked earlier if we instill this quality or into one individual, it will be a a snowball approach, it will go into (laughs) another and so on. So I'm very passionate both as an individual as well as a leader that we are making change to the community.
0: That's very inspiring uh, and sounds amazing. I just want to congratulate you and Monash. And thank you so, so much, Nafis, for joining us today. If our listeners want to find more about you uh, and what you do, where can they go?
1: I'm very social media active person. Uh, I can be found on Twitter. My Twitter handle is my full name, Nafees Alam, as one word. Uh, on, on Twitter, I mostly talk about uh, my research, which is on the fintech regulation uh, and, and uh, the future of work, especially with the technology, uh, technology fusion in the community. I'm also very active on LinkedIn and my, my LinkedIn posts are very much public. It is not only for my network. So people can also follow my posting and my views on on, on LinkedIn. So Twitter and LinkedIn will be the best place to find me. Uh, and I also write a lot of blogs or I can find in the, in the media based on my interviews and my work on this area of research.
0: Yep. That's great. I love looking on Twitter as well. So if you want to find Nafis, uh, you can head to Twitter. He tweets at Nafis Alarm. Uh, Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you the next episode.
1: Thank you, Maria.
0: You've been listening to the Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast, produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this, from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel, as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Marie Stella. Thanks for tuning in.